This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Heartland Daily Podcast. This is Lenny Jarrett, Director of the Center for Education Opportunities here at the Heartland Institute and host of today's podcast. Today's podcast is actually a recording of a discussion I had with the Monica J. Show in Reno, Nevada. So we can talk about education, the taxes they're trying to increase. They have a court case coming up. And you kind of will talk about some of the myths around education reform, and just have fun, listen in. From the Heartland Institute, please log on. There are, they are now on my recommended web pages at heartland.org. Joining us right now on the Monica J. Show is Lenny Jarrett. Lenny is the director of the Center for Education Opportunities at the Heartland Institute, and I found this article, actually it was only put out a few days ago on March 5th, but it's Research and Commentary. More education funding does not improve education outcomes. Lenny, thank you so much for joining the show today. Oh, thanks for having me on. It's always great to talk about education and the never-ending cry for more money. It, it is never-ending, Lenny. Um, you actually wrote this article along with uh, Matthew... Uh, Glanz. Uh, Gines? It's uh, Glanz. Glanz. Glenn. Uh, Matthew Glenn, and it's about Rhode Island. Yes. But as I was reading this article and going through and that they want to increase taxes and get another half a million dollars for K through 12, it just resonated with what is happening here in Nevada. And I'm assuming a lot of other states. Yep. A lot of other states are doing the, trying to do the exact same thing. How long is this going to continue to go on, Lenny? Uh, as long as elected officials allow it to keep going on. <laughs> so, as long as we keep electing them. Yes. What <laughs> <laughs> so what did, what did your research find? Well, it found that the, it doesn't matter how much money you put into education, the results are, are basically flat. So the education outcomes aren't increasing no matter how much more money is going into the system. And in fact, most of the money doesn't end up in the classroom anyway. It ends up in support services or in administration everywhere but in the actual classroom. And that's what we see here in Nevada because we actually, fortunately, we have a website called TransparentNevada.com. And you can go on and you can see every salary benefit and alternative salary in any government office that includes the the school districts and you know Lenny you know Nevada Reno is small compared to Las Vegas yep our superintendent was making over $400,000 <laughs> and the superintendent of Clark County down south was making a little over 300,000 Wow. I mean, just even doing the the common math, which we don't want to even address common <laughs> core, that just doesn't make sense. No, it sounds like you're trying to become Illinois. 
<laughs> hey, don't don't get me started because we actually have a a wonderful gentleman that used to work at uh, one of the institutes in Illinois, and that's what he tells us. Yes, he tells us every time that he comes on the air, we are ten years away. From being Illinois, yes, and that's not a good thing for us. No, it's not. Yeah, it's John Serpolis. I can tell you exactly. I know. I know John. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. how do we fix this, or is it fixable? I mean, does this start at removing the Department of Education from the federal government? Where are we working on this? Is it the states? There's lots of places to start. Yeah, removing the Department of Education is one area because federal mandates are about 40 to 50 percent, depending on where you're at, of the mandates, but only eight to 10 cents per dollar of the money comes from the feds. So they're over-regulating from the federal level. At the state level is where you can have the most impact. And Unfortunately, Nevada Nevada had passed a great program. They passed a universal education savings account a few years ago, but the courts threw yes. out the funding mechanism, and now they've been repealing it. So you're still left with your tax credit scholarship program, which only 2% of your student population uses. And school choice is really the only way you're going to ever fix this problem because the system is not going to fix itself. So the only way to do it is to put parents in charge and having them force the issue of both with private schools, putting their kids in private schools, or forcing the issue with the public schools of having to actually make a change. As we've seen, studies show the more school choice there is, the more the traditional public schools are also impacted and improve their education outcomes. So how does that wipe out their argument of, you know, if you take money from the, the general schools and put it into the private schools, let parents take the money out, whether it be with the um, – uh, uh, what right. am I trying to say here, right. Lenny? <laughs> yeah, basically, that's one of the well, – it's, it's actually a myth. The vouchers. Yeah, the vouchers, vouchers. tax credit scholarships, education savings accounts, doesn't any of the funding mechanisms for school choice never take 100%. In fact, your tax credit scholarship program estimates that only the cost of a tax credit scholarship is 58% of what goes into your traditional public schools in Nevada. So therefore, no matter what, they have an extra 42% of the money that they still have regardless of a child leaving. So every child that leaves actually mm. increases the per-pupil funding of every child left in traditional public schools. So when they say you're draining money from public schools, they're lying because that's not true. It's the exact opposite is happening. So how does the retirement plan fall into this, though? Because I hear so many times that we're not even really paying for that good education because the money isn't going to the teachers. It's just going to administration and benefits. Yeah, and that's the problem with all of the mandates. So the states need to start deregulating the public schools so they're more free to be able to do what they need to do. Because like we talked about at the beginning, the money's not getting to the classroom. It's going into support staff. For the first time in the country now, support staff outnumbers classroom teachers. So the money is not getting where it needs to be. And a lot of those regulations and mandates from the states and from the feds, all this reporting that they now have to do that don't help educate a child whatsoever, 
are just are it's it's being wasted. It's going to salaries and then ultimately to pensions and stuff of people that are not directly affecting a, the child's education. Whose responsibility is it, Lenny, to make sure that our kids are educated? Ultimately, it's the parents' responsibility. I mean, that literally, that's the number one thing. But the problem has become they're so trapped into the public schools because of the economy and the amount of money. A lot of parents can't afford to move their school kids to a private school or to even homeschool or the any of the alternatives, the charter schools. There's less alternatives. So this is where the government can help. And that's the one thing great about tax credit scholarships that you have, which they need to be increased, is because that's private donations. That's no, There's no state money going into the tax credit scholarship program. It is all from private donations of people wanting to help kids get a better education and have access to the education that they can't afford on their own. Well, we saw what Governor Sisolak did with that in the last legislative session. But a lot of people say, well, we just need to raise the taxes on the rich. It's, <laughs> is that their responsibility? <laughs> no, it's not their responsibility. And because they're rich, they end up moving. That's what Maryland found out and Connecticut found out when they put this tax on the millionaires. The number of millionaires in the state dropped. Maryland's dropped by a third the year following the law. So they lost money instead of increased their tax revenue. And they don't spend the money on education anyway. They spend it wherever else they want. It's just, it's a talking point of taxing the rich. The rich move, the rich aren't going to pay it anyway. They're going to leave the state. Now, now we have two lawsuits coming against the, I guess, the Nevada government, which is us, to increase education funding. <laughs> That's kind of a, hmm, I'm going to tax myself so I can get more tax dollars and, and pay for the, the lawyers now. <laughs> yeah. Nobody benefits from that. Nobody benefits. How do we solve that issue? That's one the legis- legislature has to solve. They have to pretty much figure out how the your state constitution works and whether the courts will allow this or not. Several states are having this exact same problem right now where the courts are dictating how much money is an adequate education, which is the wrong place. The legislators should be the one deciding how much money is going to education and what is adequate, not a court. But the teachers unions and their allies have taken to the courts because they think they can get more favorable rulings from there and then force the legislature to do whatever they want by the ruling of, you know, it's pretty much almost a heading toward totalitarian ruling where a judge or two-judge panel, three-judge panel is now dictating how much the state has to spend and the state's then you just keep getting in this never-ending cycle, which you're really deeply in trouble if the courts ever start doing that and ruling on that, which they shouldn't. It should always be left of the legislature. Yeah. All right. Lenny Jarrett, would you please hang on the line as we go through a, a quick break here on the Monica J Show? Because I have another, well, it's kind of a trick question for you about the education system itself. Okay. Coming up right after this on 92.3 and 99.1 FM Talk. This is where to say it. Call now at 884-9910. Hey, I want you to share. I I won't be attacking you, that's for sure. 884-9910, that's the number to call after we finish with this wonderful gentleman on the Monica J Show. 92.3 and 99.1 FM Talk. Lenny Jarrett is joining us from the Heartland Institute, heartland.org, if you'd like to find out more. 
And that is, Lenny, again, thank you for joining the show. Um, we're spending a lot of money already in education. <laughs> yes, we are. But here in, here in Nevada for Washoe County, we just had a, a super, uh, not a superintendent, a school board trustee president that was so excited because graduation numbers were up, but these kids can't go into UNR or any other university or college system because they have to take remedial classes. Yes. Because even though they're graduating, they're just not that educated. That's correct. Yeah, that's seen that all across the country, about 50 to 67% of kids that graduate are taking some type of remedial class, either in math, English, science, or both, or all three, and just wasting money. They're not getting college credit for it, and they're still paying for it, so they're increasing their debt, and they're not prepared for, uh, for college. But we have the SHARE program, which is the sex education program, and we have more being spent on nursing and being able to, you know, parent children. That's an issue in the education system. Yes, it is. That and you haven't gotten to the bullying. How do we get rid of that? You've got all the bullying that's happening in your schools, too. You had over 11,000 oh. incidents of bullying and almost 1,000 cyberbullying cases it just uh, it was 2016, 2017, I believe that data was from. Uh, it's we're, We've gotten to the point where we're just coddling kids and worrying about all these mandates and all this. You can call it whatever you want, but it's, it's really indoctrination into what they, the schools want kids to come out. They want them coming out dependent on government is really what it boils down to. So they want them smart enough mm-hmm. to... Can, they can do jobs that the government wants, but not smart enough that they can be their own entrepreneurs and don't they, they don't believe in capitalism for the most part anymore based on the surveys and stuff we're seeing. So it's an indoctrination well, center. Well, the textbooks is a lot say of, yes. that capitalism is racism. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much everything is racist now, according to most people. It's ridiculous. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are racist. Snow is racist. It's it's They've jumped the shark, and it's racism now. There is real racism out there. But the way they've done it, mm-hmm. nothing is racist anymore. It's lost its meaning, and that's that's one of the biggest problems with where we've gone in our education system and this indoctrination and this overuse of terms. Just people want to, you know, to have their own agenda, so they get crazier and crazier in what they keep saying, and it's harming the next generation. I always say when I, every time I'm talking, yeah, because, if we don't fix education, we lose everything. Yeah. It is, because we are educating the next level of, well, elected representatives, yep. the people who are going to be taking care of us, the doctors, and, and they're not educated. Correct. That's the problem. You know, this is scarier than the coronavirus, Lenny. <laughs> it actually is, because it's more damage, the future damage, than the coronavirus will, will do this year. Lenny Jarrett? The Heartland Institute, heartland.org. I urge you to go through and and read this uh, entire article. Research and commentary. More education funding does not improve education outcomes. And see that it's not just here in Nevada. It is everywhere. 
And so I'm going to educate you on that, Lenny, right now. It's Nevada. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Next time I have you on, you better be saying Nevada and not Nevada. It's that southern southern accent. I grew up in Virginia, so I'm getting that southern drawl coming back in every so often. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, tell you, I lived in I lived in Virginia Beach for the shortest time, and I came back, and my family couldn't understand what I was saying. It's like <laughs> yeah. I only lived there for seven months, and it's still <laughs> yep. it's contagious. But hey, before <laughs> before I let you go, I want to ask about the climate conference that you guys are going to be having actually in Nevada down in Las Vegas in May. Yes, I believe it's Is that the, open for anybody to come to? Uh, yes, it is. There's a registration page on our website. You can find it when you come to our website. I believe it's the 12th and the 13th of May. Um, I don't have the date right off my head, but I believe so. But if you come to our website and search on ICCC, you will find it, and anybody can register. All right, and I'm assuming that, uh, you know, it's going to be a good conference because... You have well-educated people that understand that the world is going to continue on without any of us. <laughs> yes, it is. There's this whole myth of, yeah, <laughs> one year, 12 years, whatever date they want to come up with it, the world's going to end. Yeah, we'll have scientists there talking about science, real science, and going through the data at the conference. Yeah, I really wish they'd come up with a, a different time span because we've been hearing it's going to happen in 10 years for the last 50 years, and yeah. it's getting old. Exactly, yeah. I think that's when, why they changed it South to 12 Park, years. When South Park does an episode on it in 2000, you know something's wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny Jarrett, thank you so much for joining the show, and uh, continued success, and, and thank you for doing what you do at the Heartland Institute. Oh, thank you for having me on, and let me know anytime you need me to come back on. I'd love to have another discussion with you. Oh, we're going to be having many. Thank you very much, Lenny. (laughs) All right. Bye. Thank you for listening today to the Heartland Daily Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this interview that I did on the Monica J Show. Please continue to follow the heartland.org as we track and talk about other education issues around the country. We'll talk about stuff in your state. If there's a radio show you think we should be on in your state, please let us know or contact that radio host and ask them to have us on. But we'll continue to track education and many other issues here at the Heartland Institute. Please also check out our PolicyBot website, your one-stop shop for free market policy at heartland.org. And thank you so much for joining us today. Please also subscribe to our daily podcast if you have not done so. Thank you again and have a great day.